Hello, welcome to the Riley and Winfrey podcast. Thank you for joining us. Sit back, grab some snacks, and enjoy the show. This week's topic, our testimonies. Sit back and enjoy as we dive into our testimonies as Christians, believers of the one true Jesus Christ. The goth and the Christmas tree. The goth and the Christmas tree, that old time <laughs> Halloween Christmas classic. Anyway, hi. <laughs> We are Riley and We're sharing Winfrey. our testimonies. We're sharing our testimonies. Yay. Yay. So, <laughs> do you want to go first? You want me? You're going first. I'm going, I'm first. going, I'm going first. first. It's not like we discussed this before or anything. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm Riley. He's Riley. I'm Riley, but I go by Riley. His testimony is very white collar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a white-collar Christian. <laughs> mine, I, mine is very gothic. <laughs> like me. Mine's very tree-like. I just know he's gothic. Yours is... Tree. Baptist. <laughs> Baptist. <laughs> I laugh because it's true. Anyway. Satan brought me to Jesus. <laughs> anyway. What a phrase, bro. I mean, yeah. So, hi. <laughs> I'm Riley. Go on. <laughs> I'm Riley. I yes, grew we've up. We heard that you're Riley about ten million times. I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi. I'm Riley. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me laugh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Give him the smolder. Okay. Hi. I'm Riley. And I'm Winfrey. And I'm Riley. <laughs> I grew up in a Christian family, in a Christian household, in a very... <laughs> a very Baptist Christian household. <laughs> Baptist Christian household. And... And I was five when I was saved. I was five. Five years old. Imagine that. You imagine me at five. Bro, I can't even imagine, like, being at the dinner table and, like, praying with your family before dinner. Like, I never experienced that. <laughs> I wish. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It was interesting, bro, because we didn't always pray. It was just, oh, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't know, I just mean in general, like, your, your stereotypical, like, Christian fam. Yeah, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I want. Yeah? Well, that's what we are. We are married. <laughs> <laughs> We're married. We're very married. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like... <laughs> Hi. I was saved when I was five. Five years old. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know what we're doing. I was born okay, in all seriousness. I was born I was I was born again. 
when I was five. I didn't really know what it meant, but that's the moment that I was like, okay, I'm a Christian now, I'm saved. But I was only five, so... What did you say when Bro, you were five and didn't I didn't know the mean? concept of God at five. <laughs> Neither did I, but hey! I kind of just adopted my own family's faith. Like, faith. like yeah, it, it was... It was a thing that was like, I'll do good if I just do this thing. So I did this <clears> thing, and here we are. Um, so growing up, I grew up in church. Because my parents were, were Baptists, my parents were Christians, we went to church. My dad went to church for 40 years, his whole life, and my mom went to church her whole life. I was going to I was going to church. All right, so I grew up in a church. I grew up in the nursery all the way up till I was sixteen. It was a very Baptist and liberal church, <laughs> full of crazy shenanigans. Like there were all sorts of shenanigans. I I had Karens. to deal with Karens, Bob Stewart. Why do you look like that? And um, it was Karens. very it was very crazy. It was very crazy to say the least. I dealt with a lot. Like. It, 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 it pushed me to the point of, like, horrible stress. Um, I had friends that became not my friends anymore. I had people I didn't know hate me for no reason. I had other people tell me what I should do with my life. Because, you know, it's Baptist. So everyone knows what's best for you. I'm just kidding. But, um... They sure act like yeah, it, though. They sure act like it sometimes. Let me tell you. They... Yeah. So I got baptized when I was about 12 or 13. I don't remember exactly. Um, but I got baptized because all my friends were doing it. And it was cool. It was cool. It was like you get to wear your bathing suit to church on a Sunday morning and not your normal jeans and Old Navy polo. What? Wear your bathing suit. It's getting you crazy. You got baptized in a bathing suit? Yeah. What? So they told us to like wear a bathing suit, bring a change of clothes. You so you were in like a speedo. No, I was in a Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> pair of board shorts. That's, that's, that's very fascinating. And girls were only allowed to wear one pieces, but yeah, they still had to have a shirt enough. over. Right, and that's okay. how you got baptized. Like you brought your bathing suit. I mean, honestly, church. like being baptized in a bikini, like that's just a cause. That's just asking for disaster. Like there would be wardrobe malfunctions. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you can just imagine what might happen. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, there there was that. And then uh, I got to the point of age 16, and, and I was sitting through sermons at 16. Teenager, fully a grown, fully a grown adult. And sermons were just... I didn't know what was going on. I didn't try to learn what was going on. I didn't pay attention. I didn't care. I thought I was a rebel by passing notes. Okay, I was talking to my my friends on the, on the back of the bulletin, on the back of the sermon notes area. I was, like, texting my friends, but, like, in real life, on pen and paper. That was, like, the fun. That was, like, the hip, cool thing. That was, like, you're rebellious. See, this Bro. is what happens when... People force you to be a Christian. Yeah. Rebelliousness. Rebel. Re rebelliousness. Like Riley. <laughs> like Riley. Hi. I'm oh Riley. God. Anyway. Um. Anyways. Yeah. So there was that. 
uh, there was a lot of things that went down that caused my hair to fall out. It caused the stress to leave my body through my skin. It left welts on my skin for days. It was like three before I could... I, I, I couldn't eat for like three days. I didn't eat. And um, I drank a lot of fluids. I had a lot of cranberry juice. Turns out I'm allergic to cranberry juice. That's, that's not even important to the topic. But I'm allergic to cranberry juice. It gives me insane amounts of energy, and then, like, I swell up. Doesn't it make okay. you, like, high? Yeah, I used to get high on cranberry juice. That's what happens when you're a Baptist kid that grows up in the church. You get high on cranberry juice. Desperate times, golf. <laughs> Desperate <laughs> measures. Anyway, honestly, I can, I could see why this church led you to drink cranberry juice. <laughs> cranberry juice, bro. Cranberry juice. Cran okay, so we moved to a new church. Okay, after after leaving this old church, this old church, church one is in the past. <laughs> now I'm at church. Church two. Our, our, our we had friends that left church one while we were still there to go to this church too. And it wasn't until a couple of years later that we left, but they reached out to us and said, hey, we heard you left church one, come to our church, church two. So we went ahead and we tried it out. We liked it. Uh, we went there for three years. I'm, uh, I did. I went there for three <sighs> years with my family. Um, I worked in four different ministries and I was very heavily into every single one of them. Um, two of them were seasonal, and the other two were pretty act, uh, uh, consistent. And then one I was in, uh, uh, I don't know, I was at church probably eight or nine times a, a month for this ministry, like over and over again. It was just continuous. But that was my choice. I wanted to do that. And I had a blast. I had a lot of fun. Um, for me, I wanted to do it for ministry but what I wasn't realizing was when you do ministry like you need your cup to be full and the ministry is the overflowing of your cup I was pouring out an empty cup into ministry and I was pouring everything I had and everything I didn't have into ministry and it was slowly eating away at me as you may guess and um yeah, I uh, yeah, there was no some. Bueno. It's no bueno. There was some there there was some things going on at my house that I wanted to get away, and I was using church as like my escape. Um, I mean, that's better than like drugs or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I then COVID hit, and COVID nineteen was like. The best and worst thing, arguably, that has ever happened for me, personally. Because with... I fell into deep... Depression. And during it, a lot of things happened to the point where... I was mentally checked out for a long time. And I reached out to some people... Um, most of who which didn't reach back out or were too busy for me. Um, 
the one that wasn't ever too busy for me was someone I met during COVID. My best friend was always there for me. And I don't, I don't know what I would have done without her. She helped get me through a lot. There were some, there were some times during COVID where I dealt with some things with my friends and people I knew. Um, and it just put me into a deep, dark place that I don't really like going. I didn't like being there. And I had to move out. I had to get away from everything, all of that stuff that was going on. And I had to step back. And it wasn't until that point and I ended up, I, I left church too. I left everything. I pretty much started over after meeting her. I started over and um, got away from a lot of that, stepped back and started growing my faith in God. Like, oh yeah, this is something I have. And I actually like gained a newfound like fire and like will to do it that I didn't have before because I was so clouded by everything else and I got out of my funk and I got out of it and now I'm doing a lot better and we're going to another church a completely different church than the first two a third church did I help spark your fire? yeah really? Aww. so the story with that is um, when we met um, I had been praying that Sunday, we met on a Sunday morning at church too. She came to church too, and that's where we met. And I, um, I was I had been praying that morning, as I had for about a month for God to start spark like spark my fire back up, because it wasn't it was like it was there for Sunday morning and then it left, and then it came back Sunday morning and then it left when I went home. And it was a continuous cycle, and I did not like that. I wanted to keep the fire. I like that feeling. I enjoy that feeling. And... Hi, on Jesus. <laughs> and, and Winfrey... Winfrey was the answer to my prayer. Oh, and you were the answer to my prayer. We were the answer to I both of our I had prayed prayers. that I would meet my husband. Yeah, she had been praying I that morning. I didn't know it would be at church specifically, but... She prayed that she would meet her husband, and then she was crying during the the ending of that sermon. So I went over and, and I hugged her, and I said, hey, are you okay? And we didn't really no, know I each other No, I wasn't praying that, when I would, that I would meet my husband at that time. Like, okay, in that gonna... moment. I was just crying. I thought you had been praying that moment. Well, I, I had... I was praying. praying that we'd meet my husband. I just don't think it was, like, at that very moment. Gotcha. But, yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I was just, like, beating myself up because I didn't think I, like, deserved to love, I guess. You do. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and things are a lot better now. I'm married with nine beautiful chit I mean pets. <laughs> And <laughs> our kids. They're our kids, but they're pets. We have four cats, two bunnies, two turtles, and a hamster. Yes, very, very much pets. 
And he he keeps on insisting on getting more cats. And we're I gonna get no. more cats. I'm cat. Crazy. I there's too much destruction. As See, they're cats or babies. That's what I'm telling her. Destruction. That's my word for it. Destruction. <laughs> cats or babies. Destruction. No more cats. <laughs> babies. It is. Anyway. Anyway. Anyways. But yeah, if it wasn't for, like, the people that God put in my life, I don't know, like, life would have been way different if there was life at all for me. And uh, I'm very thankful to God for putting Winfrey in my life, putting my best friend in my life, for everyone that has led me to where I am today. God used everyone in my life to put me where I am today. And... Yeah. So, um, I did recently get rebaptized for the right reasons this time. Following Jesus. And, um... We both yeah, got baptized. We both got baptized. We got baptized together. I helped, I helped my good friend Noah, um, baptize him. He's the youth I know if you're watching. Hi, Noah. <laughs> Hi, Noah's counterpart. Hi, Noah Shrek. His last name Shrek. Shrek. Last Shrek. Landry Shrek. Landry Shrek. Noah and Landry Shrek. Hi, Shreks. <laughs> the Shrek family. <laughs> We're saying that because that they're gonna be uh, Shrek and Fiona for Halloween. So. Yeah. yeah. We're not making fun of them. Sorry, we're not making fun <laughs> of you guys. Love you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's how I show like my love for my friends. Is yeah, poking fun. Yeah, same <laughs> in a loving way. Anyway, so yeah, anyway. It, so yeah, Winfrey and Sam and Noah and yeah, all good people. God's led me exactly where I know He wants me to be with my wife. So yeah, that's my testimony. That oh, is no, my no. testimony. I, I know what that means. <laughs> I have to it's show. your turn. Oh no. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so I'm a gothic Christian, which is like not the norm. I don't worship Satan just because I look like this. I love Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen and hallelujah. I was not born in a Christian family. Um my family is not Christian, other than my one aunt. No, it's okay. Praying for all of anyway. And we love them. We love them. We love them. But we're praying for them. I have a very, very, very different background. Yeah, our backgrounds are literally opposite. <laughs> so, um, basically, I. I was attending the same church as him mm. before I was saved. Yes. So, that just makes it clear that, like, church, a building isn't what saves you. Mm-hmm. Only God can change your heart, not a building. I think church is a plus, and it's very important if you are a Christian. Mm-hmm. But, at least for my case, it's not what saved me. I was saved while I was at home. I'm in my apartment, so, um, I didn't have Jesus in my heart when I was going, so, I didn't really see the point of being there, because 
I didn't believe, so it was kind of just like pointless to me, I guess. I didn't, I didn't understand. So eventually I left the church. And also I think I had, I guess I'd say the pride of life and like, I believed that I shouldn't go to church because I was sinning, like, mm-hmm. because I'm like committing certain sins, like, I shouldn't be in church, which just doesn't even make sense. Like, that's yeah. not the point. Yeah, the church is to bring but all... But there's so many Christians that, that, like, make you think that. Yeah, there's a and lot of gatekeeping I Christians. I can understand why a lot of people hate some Christians, because, like, that's that's not being, like, Jesus. Like, being so judgmental and... See, the point of Christianity <laughs> is, like, we as Christians, we don't push it on you. If we're pushing it on you, we're not They're being... Not doing it right. They're we're not, not doing what doing... Jesus is calling them to do. Yeah. We love everyone. I, I It doesn't matter. Like, now, there's a difference if you feel convicted by a Christian that is doing the right thing. That yes. is different. That is just because Jesus within them is making you feel conviction, even if they are bringing it about in the right way. So, but there's there is a difference between that and somebody yelling at you and getting in your face about it. There, yeah, that and they, is like, too hate much. Gay people and stuff. And then, yeah, we love gay the people. Thing is, my best friend's gay. Even if you're gay, you can go to heaven. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter like what. Like it does not, it's not say about your sin. It's about like Jesus died for your sins for a reason. Like for by saved, grace are you saved? You're saved not by grace. works. Yeah, not, not by your works. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, what you... Well, it doesn't matter what you believe, but it doesn't matter if you're gay or what you do, if you've been a good person or a horrible person. If you believe in Jesus, that he died on the cross for your sins, you're going to heaven. Yeah. There. And that's it. if you're fully saved, he will lead your heart and your life. So you won't have, like, desires for certain things. Like, for example, let's say you were heavily into like pornography now because i'm saved those things just like disgust my soul and i can't bring myself to like do that Mm -hmm. because of the amount of conviction i feel from god within me is unbearable Mm. like shattering i there's just those things when you're saved you're on the other other side of something and those things are unbearable for you to do Mm mm-hmm you don't have to, like, fight yourself trying to, like, commit to certain rules of religion. God works within you and leads you to where he wants you to be. Mm-hmm. So, but you're still going to mess up. Like, I'm not saying, like... Yeah, nobody's perfect. Right? Like I'm not perfect. <laughs> even if you're saved, you're still going to sin sometimes. <laughs> yep. But that's the grace it of God that It may not be on the same you. level, I would say, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what I'm saying, um, before I was saved, I would, I was surrounded by all the wrong people. Um, my friends were not Christian, and they were into very simple things, like, um, partying, getting extremely drunk, and drugs, and hooking up. And um, the new yep. age and witchcraft type of things, and uh, as long along the lines of those type of things, but other things as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't want to say any names because I don't want to bring any hate towards anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying my experience. So I I love those people, and I really hope that they find Jesus, and I hope, like, I don't have any bitterness or hate towards them. I just, I'm just saying my experience, that's all. Um, they're just the type of people that heavily mocked God, and, and I would do that too, because of what I was surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Like... Monkey see, monkey do. You're living in that situation. Like, it's just something that comes with it. Yeah. Surrounded by it. Um, Yeah, because I was surrounded. I was heavily influenced. Like, I would literally, like, mock Jesus. And I didn't believe, though. That was the thing. And it's not an excuse at all. But I think it's different. It would be different if you were to know for a fact that, like, Christianity is true. It is. I would say I was like, um, I think I believe there was a God. I just didn't know like what religion it was necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone believes deep down that there's like some. I think even everyone if they knows. Don't admit it, yeah. Everyone like can sense that there's a God. They just there's. See, there's confusion what, what as Satan to what Satan does. One of his ways of basically um it's it's confusion so he wants to confuse people and all of these religions is just like he's almost using religion itself to turn people away from God which is kind of ironic Mm -hmm. I mean it literally says that Satan is like um Comes as an angel of light. Yep. To deceive the masses. <laughs> yep. So, Christianity is the true religion, but it's not about religion. It's about faith and relationship with God. Even Christianity is the right truth, and I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. But it's not about, like, following rules or looking a certain way or check marking God loves you just as you are and he's not asking you to like he's not saying I'll only love you and I'll only save you if you do this for me or if Mm -hmm. you change in this way he loves you just as you are and he wants you to come to you as you already are Mm -hmm. like you don't need to try to like be perfect or change at all he will change you he will work within your heart to change you and it's not a force thing it is a beautiful, transforming experience. Amen. Um, Amen. He wants to set you free from those burdens. Sin is a burden. It is a burden, and you don't want it. You People think they love sin, but they don't. Deep down in their soul, it's just weighing on them, and it's dragging you to hell. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Like, sorry to be blunt, but... <laughs> um, I started searching for answers in all of the wrong places before I was saved, in all the wrong things. Interested in, I was very interested in the occult and Satanism. Satanism, so it's a very atheistic viewpoint. Mm-hmm. It is a worship of yourself. Most Satanists don't even believe in the devil. Or at least they say so. <laughs> but... 
I I did not believe um, in all of that. I, I didn't. I guess I was very confused and very influenced by the people around me. Mm-hmm. Because of the things they were interested in me or interested in, it kind of it influenced me a lot. <laughs> um. And also, like, social media. Like, it's a, it's literally a trend to, like, be witchy. Yep. It's a fashion. Yep. Like, I'm not... Being goth, like, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's the intention behind it, and there's also a lot of, like... There's certain imagery that is from the devil, like, Wiccan symbols and pentagrams that <laughs> I don't wear anymore, personally. I used to. It's literally turned into, like, they throw it into fashion. It's it's yep. a look, and it makes me sick because it's deceiving people. Yeah, <laughs> like you see these witch talk stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, crazy. it's like it's like cool to be a witch. It's hip. It's really not like you it's can look. Happening. You can look goth and cool, whatever like whatever fashion you want without like participating in those things. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways. Um, I got to the point where I was interested in witchcraft and psychedelics. I wouldn't say I was, like, um, I wasn't, like, a super, like, experienced witch where, like, I knew... I was simply just interested in it, and I think that interest is what is a problem. Mm -hmm. Or was a problem. Like, even though I wasn't, like super extreme about mm-hmm. being a witch like I wasn't practicing magic every day or something <laughs> I think just my interest in it is like that's where it comes from in the first place mm-hmm. like if your interest if your if your mind is focused on that and if you're participating in those things at, at least to s- some level like that is inviting Satan into your life <laughs> oh yeah for sure um I was also interested in in doing psychedelics because my friends were interested in tripping and hallucinating on these things. So I would trip with them. And um, basically the whole thing around psychedelics is, I think, my opinion, I think psychedelics and witchcraft is very very correlated because I think psychedelics are a form of sorcery. But... um, I was interested in finding, like, the answers to existence and and the God question through drugs. But none of those things ever pointed to Jesus. It, It just gives people a false illusion of who God is. And it literally, like, when you're on these drugs, you think that you are God. And it gives you a very satanic, like, mindset of a heightened view of yourself. It's very selfish. Like, God does not want you to to do those things. Like, it's just not worth it. It's not worth the, the good feeling, the very temporary feeling that it brings. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I would trip, I, I didn't trip very much. It was only a few times. Um, I was never, I wouldn't say I was ever addicted to it. I think there was a point where I was addicted to weed, and, um, 
But anyways, whenever I would trip, I would feel like a very evil presence. And I would feel a lot of fear. And basically all of my trips, I would have like bad experiences, bad trips. Mm -hmm. I would loose, it would literally like mess with my like mind. Even after I was tripping, I would feel like so paranoid and those, it would like literally follow me. I think God has set me free from that. Because, like, those trips literally stick with you and kind of mess up your, like, head. Mm -hmm. It makes you just delusional. (laughs) And you don't know what's real. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I I, I think that... And I don't want to be your stereotypical Christian that's like, drugs are from the devil. There. (laughs) They're from the devil. If anything is, like, causing you to not be able to process properly, you're messing with powers you don't want to mess with. I don't want to feel disoriented. I like being aware and, like, in control of, like, my own... I mean, I'm not in control, but we also are, to some extent. Like, we are in control of our our thoughts and where our headspace is like Mm -hmm. that is a nice feeling i much prefer that to being like disoriented and like confused and literally feeling like anxiety attacks like i'm going crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is not the answer you're not going to find jesus in that no you're not and you're not not going to find find, the answer (laughs) you're not going to find god you're not going to be saved through that um it's just i it makes me sad because it's it's it literally it's it's growing into a trend now this whole like psychedelic thing it's been know. growing into a trend for years, and years that's because like it's from the world yep it's from the world it's a very worldly pursuit it is and I'm just glad I never went to like ayahuasca retreat or anything <laughs> I think I would have had a bad experience <laughs> I don't even know what that is Oh, it's like a it's like a religious like ritual thing that people like go to. They have oh, shamans and oh. it's sort of like literally they call it a religious experience. Interesting. Learn something it's not new good. every day. It's not it's not the right religion. The more you know. <laughs> it's not good. It's 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 devil work. Yeah. So not um, good. I don't know. I guess when I would trip, I would just see very like satanic themes. I would I would feel the presence of the devil. I would when you when you trip on these drugs, you're not seeing new things necessarily, but you see what's already there, but in a new way. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess I could I could just see Satan like more clearly, which is you don't want that. No, no, you do not. <laughs> Praise God that I delivered from that. Amen. Anyway, um, God can speak to you through absolutely anything, though. Because, like... Oh, yeah. There was one time where I heard God speak to me when I was tripping on acid. And it's almost like when, when you're praying to God, like, and you hear his voice. It was like that. I was not praying to him. He just spoke to me. Um, which he can do, because he's God. You can do anything you want. <laughs> like, even if it doesn't say he will in the Bible, like, you can do whatever you want. Even if you're not praying wants. to God in that moment, he can still talk, speak to you. He can speak to you in whatever God he wants. God speaks to you in many different ways. Through other people, in your head, you will hear... It's not your own... If you hear something, like, that you know isn't you, like, speaking to you, that's... 
It could be the devil. But you you have discernment. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have discernment if it is Satan or if it's God. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can tell the difference between them. One's good and one's not. Right. Um, And God speaks to you through, like, circumstances, I would say, too. He speaks to you through anything and everything. God is, like, the big teacher of the universe. He wants to, like, show you, like... Because he loves you. He, He wants only what's best for you. Yeah. He doesn't yes. want to force you to love him because that's not—that's not real love. You don't force your friends to love you. Like, w- would you rather have one real friend or a thousand fake friends? You want that one real friend that truly loves you. Anyways, um, what he said to me while I was tripping was that I—that he was just telling me that I shouldn't be doing that, and that I should have respect for him. Like, I could tell he was... It was a very stern love, though. (laughs) Like, I could tell... I felt so much immense love, but at the same time... Yes, he was upset. (laughs) He was angry with me. And I know that. And... Um... He told me that I need to obey him and, like, not (laughs) do drugs. (laughs) Yeah. Which he did. Eventually. Eventually. Um, I I wasn't a Christian, so I just kind of thought I was hallucinating on drugs. I'm like, oh, this is just in my head. Yeah, I was a little bit stupid. It's okay. He didn't know. He didn't know. Um, I just brushed it off at the time. There's there's so many forces that. Like, you will have these experiences, and you will literally, like, ignore it. Because Satan is doesn't want you to acknowledge these things. Mm-hmm. You can see... You can see God clearly, and you will literally ignore it because... Like, you have a choice, though. You can choose to ignore God or follow him. And it got to the point where... I couldn't ignore... It was so obvious to me that Jesus is real, that Christianity is the right religion. I could not ignore it any longer. If I were to ignore it, I would literally be rejecting the Holy Spirit, which is... Unforgivable. Um, anyways, I, I ended up tripping it more times after that, but eventually I stopped because... Not because of, like... Not because I wanted to obey God, because I didn't believe in God yet. It was more of, I just, I didn't, I didn't like the experiences it gave me. It felt very wrong in my soul. I didn't like, I didn't like having bad trips. Like, it's not, I didn't enjoy it. I really, Yeah. I guess, I guess I pretended to, because like all my friends did, and it was like the cool thing to do. I just, I didn't like, I didn't like it. Like, it's not fun to be so, like, paranoid like that. I don't want to ever feel that amount of, like, fear and anxiety ever again. Mm-hmm. Good. It's sort of like, it's like, like when you're having a nightmare and you're, like, awake. You can't, like, you Do have to know. wait it out till it, like, passes. At least when you're having a nightmare when you're asleep, you can wake up. 
Anyway, um, now that I'm I'm a Christian, I know for a fact that I was hearing God's voice at that time. And eventually, I made the decision to be sober. And keep in mind, I was never addicted. I, I didn't deal with, like, withdrawal or addiction. But I did have these experiences that were not good. All, like, all the same. And, yeah. And I, I'm just, I'm thankful that I never, like, experienced addiction like that. Um, and that's all praise to God. Like, that's not my own doing. Amen. Anyway, moving on. This isn't in chronological order. I'm just kind of telling my experience. Go ahead. Um, Doing good. Honestly, it's hard to remember everything in order. But I'm going to talk about my my witchcraft experience now. Um, there was a time where I was interested in magic, like I said. I was into New Age spiritualism, spiritualism and like it was a trend. Mm-hmm. I was very into the aesthetic of it, and I literally there was a point where... I decorated my room, like, satanic, because I wanted to be, like, edgy. It was literally, like, edgy and and emo. And you don't have to do that to be, like, emo. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with me. Um, uh, I think part of it was influence, and part of it was just, I guess, um, just not knowing any better. Um, one time I was trying to do a spell. I didn't really know what I was doing because I wasn't like a real witch. Thank God, though. Um, I ended up summoning something by accident. Like, I know for a fact now. I was completely sober. Like, wide awake. This was very real paranormal experience. Um, these, like, ghost experiences are, like that people have, like, paranormal, like, those are, if you feel fear from it, like, it's, it's, a, it's demonic, it's from Satan. Um. It's not a ghost, it's a demon. Like, the, Satan is real, and. Very real. Unfortunately. <laughs> like, I'm not happy about that at all. Um, but it's just the truth, like, there's no sugarcoating it. Um, you can see it very clearly in, like, today's world, like, in movies and it's just it's real it's it's there's no like denying it it's he's making himself obvious i think because we're in the end times (laughs) Um, yeah he doesn't have to hide anymore yeah he's not and i think the people that don't believe still i think they're in denial honestly and uh, like i've been there and i'm not shaming but you know it gets to a point where you can't deny You can't it. ignore it because it's just so obvious. It's so, like, right in your face now. It is. It's very right in your face. And it's almost like, well, if Satan is real, right, like, obviously there's another, there's the other end of that. So good versus evil. Like, that's, that's what the world, that's what everything is, is, like, the fight of good versus evil. But good always wins in the end. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> good will I always wins. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. Um, I, I ended up summoning, summoning something. This was by accident. I did not purposefully like try to summon a demon, okay? I didn't know this was going to happen at all. I was just interested in like ghosts, and spirits, and like I thought it was cool. I didn't think they were evil, right? I didn't think it was... I wasn't trying to summon something evil. Um, 
Very weird experience. I, I never actually, like, saw anything, like, in front of me. It wasn't just some, like, clear, like, being, right? It was invisible. Because when, when you're in this realm, like, not in the dream realm, right awake, mm-hmm. these things are usually, like, when they appear to you, right, it's going to be invisible. You're not going to see it, like, with your eyes. Um, you're going to sense it. Because it doesn't want else. you to know, like, that is real. It wants you to be stuck in confusion. It's not going to reveal itself to you. Like, mm. <laughs> um, but basically, I I heard it. It was very like auditory, and and also I f- like felt its presence, just like fear mm-hmm. and evil, just like emanating, just like. Um, this very like big burden of like anyway it's just it's not something you could ever feel from any human being right there are evil evil people but those people are influenced by this this realm like that's what's happening and anyway I, I wasn't imagining things like I said like I know that this happened like, it for a fact happened. You don't have to believe me. I'm just telling you my experience. Like, I'm not forcing you to believe me. That's up to you, whoever's watching this. Um, so, I heard, like, heavy footsteps walking, like, very fast towards me. There was, like, a... Um, it was just in such a, like, a hurry to, like, get to me. Um, it was not moving slowly. Like, it wanted to, like, get to me. Um, I could clearly hear it. I was intrigued and, like, wanted to talk to it. Because I don't know why. (laughs) Um... Oh, it was something you I didn't understand. I guess it's like when... Yeah, I didn't understand it, right? I was, yeah. I was like... I like, wanted, it was an intrigue. I wanted to understand of, it. Yeah, I wanted to understand I wanted it. to know, like, what the heck it was, bro. Yeah. It's. I guess it's like when people do Ouija boards, they're like... Yeah, they want, want to know. To like, it's like... I was communicating to it in a way you would with a Ouija board, except without one. So I was just talking to it. Not out loud. I, I wrote... I wrote on a piece of paper... Like, do you believe in God? Because I wanted to talk to it. I th- I'm pretty sure that's the only thing I wrote. Because, like, I ended up getting too scared to, like, want to talk more. <laughs> I was I was done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't have, like, the Holy Spirit in me to discern, like, exactly what it was. Um, when I wrote, do you believe in God... Um, I felt, like, extreme anger. Not from me. I wasn't angry, but, like, the presence was angry. Just, like, super, super, super angry. Like Super pissed off. Anger that you can never feel from a human being. Like, you know that anger you get when someone honks at you in traffic? Yeah, nothing. (laughs) That's nothing compared to what this anger was, okay? Like... It's not something you want to ever, like, feel. Straight from the source Um, of anger itself. Yeah, I felt something, like, grab my body. I couldn't see it, right? But I felt it grab me. I felt its, like, hands around me. And, 
um, like it grabbed me and it, it screamed that it like hated God. <laughs> like I, I couldn't, it's not like when you hear somebody talk to you, right? It's very like you, it's an, almost an internal, like, I, I don't really know how, it's almost, it's impossible to describe. <laughs> it's not like when you just talk to someone and you hear their voice yeah. like, clearly, right? Um, like, it was screaming that I hated God. It said, I'm going to get you. Like, it wanted to get me. <laughs> I don't know what the heck that means. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't know what it thought it could do, but it clearly could not do anything it thought it could <laughs> And nothing happened to me, okay? I was completely fine. Just very scared. <laughs> I thought I was going crazy, okay? I, I didn't know what to do. I ended up going to, like, a new age spirit doctor to help, like, cleanse my energies, right? I thought I had, like, negative energy or something. <laughs> right? Okay, so, like, when you're at that point... You don't, you almost don't want to believe that that, that's, like, real. Because you don't want to believe that, like, obviously you don't want to believe demons are real, right? So I think you kind of make excuses for it and think, oh, it's just energy. Because that sounds better and that's nicer. Yeah. To, like, then facing that, like, like, you don't want to believe that. You you kind of just push it out because, like, that's not... Yeah. Yeah, that's not something that you, like, want. It's really very hard to face that, and it took me, like, years to... I was, even after this experience, I was not saved right away. And, like, that is so crazy. Like, I was in so much denial, okay? Because that's crazy I did not want... I did not want Jesus. I wanted my sin. <laughs> I pushed him out because, like, I didn't think that, like, I thought it was about being perfect or, like, following rules or something like that. But, like, God loves you as you are. He loves you so, so much, and he just, like, desires your heart. He desires you. Yeah. Yeah. I would say another way that Jesus has shown himself to me was through my visions. Um, so the dream realm. When you dream, people think it's just like your thoughts are like in your head. Sometimes it is just randomness. But it is, it's the spirit realm. Okay? Like you're, those are real. Like what's happening in your dream just because it's in your head like doesn't mean it's not real. Like it's real. It is mm -hmm. real. It is the spirit realm. Okay, it is, like, you can see things that you can't see when you're awake. Yeah. And that is one of the main, not main, but that is a big way that God will show himself to you because you're, you're in a more, like, open space to receive him, I would mm -hmm. say. Like, you're... Your mind is, like, shut off from any doubt, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, in your dreams, like, Jesus can show himself to you and Satan can show himself to you, right? I've experienced both. Um, dreams can either be coming from Satan or from God. And I, I, it still happens a lot. Um, not every single night, but I was having, like, very extreme nightmares, um, uh, very vivid, uh, about, like, being attacked by Satan, <laughs> and, like, Satan and, and demons, um, it was almost like, like, my sin, and I think the psychedelics, too, and just things like that opened up my spirit to those evil realms, um, but it's also not my fault either, right? Like, Satan fights and pushes his way to, like, even if you're not, like, doing those things, I think he will. He's very stubborn and tries to find a way. Oh, yeah. Um, like, what I'm saying is, like, it wasn't entirely just, like, my fault, like I used to think. Um, you know. Let's see, he wants you to think that it's just all your fault. He, he wants to, uh, you know, guilt trip He wants you to blame guilt trip you. Guilt, guilt trip, yeah, that's a good term. He wants um, to guilt trip you. I think you. I did open myself up to those things, but at the mm -hmm. same time, you know. just happened. Anyway, um. It was like they want to. Their goal is to put fear in me and tempt me. Those are, like, the main things. And to bring me away from God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that is their goal, to... They don't want you to, like, be close with God. Satan does not want that. <laughs> um... I... God used this for good, though, because I saw his power. I saw his authority over the kingdom of darkness. Because I saw how, I still see all the time, these demons and Satan submit to him, submit to the name of Jesus. They cannot touch you. Amen. If you have Jesus. <laughs> like, they cannot do a single thing if you, 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 God has given us power and authority over the enemy. Mm. So, like, you just have to tell them. Like, that you're covered in the blood of Christ, that basically just just speak truth to them, speak the word of God, and just tell them how it is, right? And they flee, <laughs> they flee in his name, and I, I see that happen not just in my dreams, but in real life too. Like, I will see... Like, for example, we could be out somewhere, and I see a person, their eyes look very, like, demonic, like, I can see something in them, right? Um, because that's what they do, they go into people, and you can see it in their eyes, if their eyes are, like, soulless, and I can tell because I've seen it in my dreams exactly the way they look at you, and I will pray that God would protect me, and I will speak, like, basically just tell them to leave in his name. And, like, they will. Like, they'll they'll stop looking at me and they go away. Like, this happens in dreams and real life in, like, pretty much the same way. I mean, obviously it's different, but... 
like that's how I know it's real because my dreams like correlate with waking life. Um, and I also I saw the power of prayer. Prayer is so powerful. It is it is like swords yeah. to Satan. Okay, I saw the power of prayer in in, in a vision and. It played a part in my salvation, like a huge part. Um, one of my friends from church was in a dream. This was like a very prominent dream for me um, that I will never forget. Um, I dreamed this before I was saved that she's praying that I would come back to church, that I would be saved, and not just her, but her family, mm -hmm. her whole family. Um, she was lifting me out of. A, like a literal pit of darkness it, it was just that it was just like darkness like I was in like dark mm -hmm. like that's what I would describe it like a pit of dark and it's like her prayers were like bringing me out of it and I could see that she was praying and her hand like pulled me out of it and um Later, like, I, when I was awake, I reached out to her and asked if her family was praying for me. And she was praying for me. And she said, yeah, she was. She has been for a while. And, like, that just astounded me. I'm like, how did I know? Like, I, I just knew. And, like, <laughs> that doesn't just happen. It's not a coincidence. Like, how is that, how is any of, anything I've as said at all, like, a coincidence? It's not. It's not. No. <laughs> um, anyways, though, that night, I, I, like, prayed that I'd be able to accept Jesus, because I was having a hard time, like, really, I just, I couldn't believe that, like, a man, like, died for my sins on a cross, and now I'm, like, saved. Like, I couldn't wrap my mind around that concept. It seems so, like... Foreign. It's, it's just such a simple concept, but at the same time, people, like, overcomplicate it, and I was overcomplicating it. It's so very, very simple, okay? He died so that you could live. That is the message of the gospel, so that you don't have to go to hell, and not just that, but that you have freedom in your life. But you still choose. You still have a choice. Yeah, you have a choice. And I I just pray that I'd be able to accept him into my heart. That he died for my sins. I was having a hard time and I, I needed him. I needed God to, like, just heart, just soften my heart to him and make me believe. Because I, I couldn't on my own. It's so hard. It's so incredibly hard for some reason. I don't know. And, like, I sympathize with, with people that are having a hard time believing. Because, like, I've been there. I get it. Okay? I was at a point mocking God. I could not believe that Christianity is, like, the real religion. I... <laughs> I understand exactly what it is like. Because there's forces that are pushing you, like, away from that. It is a spiritual battle is a war, okay? Something is fighting for you not to accept Jesus Christ. And you can, you, you need God to soften your heart to him. Oh, yeah. Because without God, like... Without God, there's nothing. 
because God created everything. Um, after I was saved, I lost, like, pretty much all of my friends. Not my friends at church. Okay. Eventually, I lost them. <laughs> but, uh, I'm not going to say names. Um, I lost a lot of my friends that I had. They didn't like that I changed. They didn't like me anymore. They liked the old me. They were very confused as to what, like, happened, what was wrong with me. Same with my family, too. Like, uh, just a lot of confusion as to who I- it's like I wasn't me anymore to them. And it just makes me sad, cause like, I don't want- I'm still me. I'm just- I just have God. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that convicts people and that- Like... I don't know. But they just, I guess they blame you, but... I'm still the same me, I just... I just have a new heart. <laughs> I have, I'm born again, that's the concept of being born again. Being completely, like, new in Christ. Yeah. Um... My friends didn't like that I changed, they didn't want anything to do with me. My dreams, like, got worse, okay? I was very s attacked more. Like, Satan didn't need to hide anymore from me. He made himself very clear to me. And you will- If you're involved in these things and you come out on the other side, Satan is not happy. He's going to attack you. He doesn't care if he's obvious anymore, right? He just wants to torment you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it, it just was very clear to me. But- but he can't, though, because I have God, and Amen. God is more powerful than anything. God is already defeated. I'm not afraid. Like, Amen. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And Amen. I was heavily spiritually attacked, and, um... If you, if you watch this and, like, something like that happens to you, please, like, reach out to me, because I know how to get through that. Like, there's a way to get through that, and you will. Like, you need to walk in the authority that God has given, granted you. Like, you need to tell them off. Like, you have to be bold. You have to be a bold Christian. You can't be afraid. <laughs> Like, he, Satan was mad because I was literally snatched away from his wrath. I was snatched away from hell. Amen. Okay, so I, I was going to hell, and he, he knew that, and I'm not anymore, and that made him mad. <laughs> and it's just, it, it was really hard for me to lose my friends, too. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just, I'm still coming out of it, but I was at a point where I guess I still am where I feel like I don't deserve friends for some reason because a lot of some of my friends kind of just made me feel like I'm a bad friend which is a lie like I'm not a bad friend it's just mm -hmm. I feel like I was I felt like I was because they blamed everything on me yeah like not just because of like being a Christian but if if they did something to like 
hurt me. It was like it was my fault. Like, and now I blame myself for everything because, like, I've almost like my brain has been like trained and rewired to like just blame myself because everyone like blaming me for absolutely everything. And I'm trying to like not do that, but it's really a struggle. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be more forgiving to myself. Like just today, I like forgot my car, my debit card at Chipotle. I was beating myself up so freaking much. Okay, so <laughs> we for she forgot her card at home when we went to Chipotle. Yeah, we didn't forget it at Chipotle. No, oh, yeah, I I forgot it at home and we went to Chipotle. And, like, we had already gotten our food. We were at the, like, register. And I'm like, looking in my wallet, my card is not there. I don't have any cash. I have no way to pay. I'm, like, freaking out. It's okay. And, like, I felt so awkward. <laughs> but um, our friend Landry was there, and she was able to get our food. And I, obviously, I gave her, I paid her back. But, I don't know, I just felt so, like, oh, I just felt so bad. But, um... I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to be more forgiving of myself. And not beat yourself up. Yeah. And I'm trying to accept, like, having friends in my life. It's just, it's a battle. Like, it's hard for me to, like, text people. Because I feel like I'm, like, being annoying or something. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like everyone's always, like, so busy. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's almost, like... It kind of sucks sometimes because I feel like I'm not busy enough and then I, like, don't have enough of a life and it kind of just makes me feel like crap because, like, I wish I was like that. I wish I literally, like, struggled with hanging out with all my friends. Like, I, I just can't relate to that and I don't know. And it's, like, there's nothing wrong with people being, like, being busy, but... It sucks when you feel like you're, like, bothering them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they're so busy, you're just, like, bothering them if you text them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just kind of sucks. Like, but you're not. I don't know, just, like, compared to that, like, I feel like I don't really have a life. <laughs> like, I don't do enough. I don't know. Um, it was just pointing out that what I wrote, that God knows what he's doing. He does. I, I believe he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that God is kind of trying to do the same thing with like how I didn't I didn't believe I deserved a husband, right? And now it's like the same thing with friends. Like it's almost like he distanced me from those things in order to bring me back into something better. Exactly. So like he distanced me from friends in order to bring me back to, bring me into good friends. At least I think that's what's happening. Distance her from guys. So that from guys, yeah. <laughs> I can swoop I, in. Guys and... were really terrible to me for him. Just like, just not nice. Yeah. Um. But now I'm here, and she never has to worry about that again. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I after I started going back to church, I ended up meeting him. And we got married in July. Yeah, just then. Right then. We, well, we met no. and got We started Eventually, dating. We, were we, got we got to be friends and best friends and dating. And now we're married. July 15th. Yeah, and we stopped going to that church just for 
personal reasons. Um, and now we go to Church now Street. Now we attend Central Christian, and we recently became members. Yeah. Today, actually. Today. And Well, not today. Week. Well, today as today <gasps> of recording. Maybe we, not today, today as in yeah. today release date. I don't know if I have it edited by the next 45 minutes, but <laughs> today as of recording date. Yeah, and we got baptized Thursday, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, we did. It was very, very interesting experience, like nothing yeah. I've ever experienced before. Like, he, um, Riley was telling me, because he, he baptized me with, no, he got to do that. He told me that I was very, like, heavy when I went into the water. Like, how would you describe it? Oh, we, um, she repeated, Noah told her, and, and it already explained to her and me, I got baptized too, um, what it meant, and then, then, uh, uh, we lowered her down into the water, and she felt very heavy, like, if I had just left her there, I felt like she would have sunk, yeah. like an anchor, like, really. It was like I was going into darkness, like, and I had to, like, I wasn't expecting that, and I had to reposition my feet to be able to lift her back up, because I wasn't in a stance. I just, like, like plopped. I, I was not expecting <laughs> that, but when we lifted her back up, it's like that heavy weight was still in the water. Yeah. And we lifted her up out of it. Mm. And, it's cool. I don't know, I, say, I would say post-baptism, I feel like, like, this new obedience that I didn't really feel before. I mean, not, it's not like a huge, huge, huge change, but I definitely have noticed, like, something. A difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really know how to completely describe it unless you've been baptized. Uh, I just feel like a new, a new creation. <laughs> I feel very obedient to God and that's why we're filming this. <laughs> yep. Um, Our new I YouTube just, channel. I really feel like my testimony is the way it is for a reason. And, yeah. You know, it's like... If God is so good, right? Why does he allow bad things to happen? Because he wants to show you something through it. it life is a learning experience. And... Um, like, he wants to... He doesn't want bad things for you. He doesn't enjoy that. He hates he hates evil things. He hates evil. But but because this world is evil, he he uses it for good, which it's it's a hard concept to wrap your mind around. And it, I it's hard for me sometimes. But I I I have faith that God is good. I know that he is good. And circumstances don't determine, like, how good he is. And I think through those circumstances, like, the, the answer to that is to just trust him no matter what happens. Like, to trust God because, like, he loves you and he will bring you out of love. Yeah. And, and also keep in mind, people have, it's, it's the pride of life, like, right? Like, we think, we see this, this world here, and, um, all these bad experiences, 
but those things are so temporary in the eyes of eternity where we're going to be in heaven it is going to be all things good because God is good mm-hmm. he will wipe away all of this evil and this pain this is temporary this is temporary this is temporary it isn't always going to be like this God is not evil he doesn't want it to always be like this it is such a small moment in the eyes of eternity yeah and I think when you look at it like that it's almost like you know like all this life it is just it's just temporary like pain and these evil things like they're they're temporary yeah and it's worth it to trust God because I know that in the end like or evil will not win and everything will be good. Evil's already lost. Evil's when we go to denial. heaven, there won't be bad things. That is what you want to look at because it, it's so worth it to me to follow God and to trust Him despite all these circumstances. Yeah. Because, like, the question of if God is good, why do bad things happen? They're not always going to. Like, they're not always going to be bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in heaven, it will be perfect. Yeah. God's perfect original design. Anyways, I'm done. So, yeah. That's our testimonies. Yay. (laughs) This was long. Very. Uh, an uh, hour and seven, 14 minutes. But I minutes. had fun. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. 